Hello, and welcome to Learning English with Lyrics, the podcast where we break down English language song lyrics to help improve your grammar, vocabulary, and general knowledge of English. I am your host, Jake, and today we will be discussing the chorus of the song I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this series, I highly recommend pausing here and going back to listen to episode one first. If you've never listened to this podcast, there's also an episode titled Introduction that I recommend starting with. All right, it's time to get going. Let's jump right in. If heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied. We talked a little bit about heaven and hell in our previous episode, so I won't talk any more about them here. You might know the word satisfied, but you may not understand what it means in this context. Normally, to be satisfied means that you are happy or content with something. If your boss is satisfied with your work, it means that you have done a good job and that he is pleased. If I am satisfied with my life, it means that I am finding the happiness or fulfillment that I am looking for in life. It's easy to understand what this means for a person, but how can a place be satisfied? In this case, it means that they are satisfied with the number of people that they have allowed to enter. There are enough people. Since heaven and hell aren't physical places, but spiritual places, we wouldn't think that they would worry about having enough room or having enough space inside. What the singer is presenting here is a funny idea that heaven and hell are simply locations like any other, and perhaps they are full. There isn't room for anyone else. Let's pause for a second and talk about the words fill and full. When you use the verb fill, it means that you are placing something into something else until it reaches its limit or its maximum capacity. For example, I am going to fill my cup with coffee. This means I'm going to put coffee into my cup until the cup can no longer hold any more coffee. When someone is full, that means that they are at the limit of what they can hold in their stomach. They have eaten enough food. If your arms are full, it means that you are holding enough things, and you can no longer hold anything else. This can get a little bit complicated, though, when you add words at the end of fill. For example, you can also fill up your cup. To fill up a cup means to fill it to capacity. This is generally used when you already had something in your cup and would like more. If I give you my cup and say, fill it up, please, that means I'd like you to make the cup full. If I fill in something, that means that it is missing something else, and I will add the thing that is missing to it. I'll explain. If there is an empty space on a form for my signature, I can fill in the space by writing my signature. If there is a hole in my yard, I can fill in the hole by adding dirt. Similar to this is the phrase fill out, which means that you complete something, but more generally. For example, you can fill out a form with all the information that it is asking for. This is very general and usually is referring to a series of things that you need to write. 
you generally don't fill out a single line or empty space. You will fill in a single line or empty space. If you have filled in all the lines in a form, you have filled out the form. It's confusing, I know. Just remember, fill in means something is missing and you want to add the missing thing. Fill out means to complete something that is written. Let's move on. Illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. So to begin with, this is a continuation of our previous sentence. You'll notice that there isn't a subject. The subject is heaven and hell. So you can read it as heaven and hell illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. So what does this mean? The image that we are supposed to think of here is that of a motel. You're probably familiar with the words motel and hotel, but maybe you don't know the difference. The difference between a motel and a hotel is small, but generally speaking, a motel is the same thing as a hotel, but smaller and cheaper. And generally, the door to your room is on the outside of the building instead of on the inside. You can usually park your car right in front of your room. Motels are normally found in small towns or near large highways. Since they are so small, a motel will have a sign in front of it so that you know if they are full or not. It's usually a neon sign with just a single word on it, vacancy. If a place is unoccupied, that is to say, nobody lives or works there, you can say that the place is empty or vacant. So the word vacancy means that there are empty or unoccupied rooms that are available. However, if the motel is having a particularly busy night, it's possible that all of their rooms are rented. Directly in front of the word vacancy, usually unlit, is the word no. When the motel is full, they light up the word no, changing the sense of the phrase completely. No vacancy means that they have no available rooms and cannot take any more customers. So when the singer says that heaven and hell illuminate the no's on their vacancy signs, he means that they turn on the no part of the sign to indicate that they are completely full. Nobody else can come in. And here, I have a confession to make. My first few times listening to this song, even as a native English speaker, the word knows really confused me. It's not often that you hear the word no pluralized, so what I heard instead was the word nose, as in the thing that you smell with. This song was a bit confusing for me. Getting back to the lyrics, the singer has presented us with a rather cute and funny image. Heaven and hell are normally very serious places. We are talking about dying, after all. But the singer has given us an image of heaven and hell as motels that have both decided they are full and are refusing to take any more customers. It's funny, but certainly sad, especially for our dead lovers. The next line, the singer changes direction a bit. He presents us with a second hypothetical or imaginary situation. He starts with the conditional statement, If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks. When the singer says beside you, it can have two different but connected meanings. 
The most literal version means beside you, as in next to you, which you are probably already familiar with. The second meaning is more figurative, and it means beside you, as in with you, that is to say, together. We could change the sentence to say, if there is nobody with you when you die. That might sound like the same thing, but it really isn't. It's not talking about his physical proximity to his lover, but rather his presence with her, generally speaking. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks is the next part. And as I just explained, it means when you die. But how do we get death from the phrase, when your soul embarks? You probably already know the word soul, but just in case you don't, I'll explain. The soul is the part of a person that is not their body. If your body was destroyed, it would be the part of you that remains. It is your spiritual self instead of your physical self. In most religious traditions, there is some idea of a soul in every person. When our physical bodies die, it is our souls which go into the afterlife, whatever that might be. Let's move on to embark. Embark is a great word, and it has two primary meanings. The first meaning is to begin or to set off on something. Generally, this is something very long and perhaps difficult. For example, you cannot embark to the store unless you plan on the journey being long and dangerous. You can, however, embark on a journey to the moon or embark on a quest to save the princess. You can also embark on something in your life, such as embarking on a new career. The second meaning of embark is to get on a ship or a plane. If you are at the airport and you hear, it is now time for passengers to embark, it's time to get on your plane. Boats come up a lot when we're talking about death. There's a very common image of boarding a boat that takes you to the land of the dead. This is the most likely meaning in our psalm. When the singer uses the word embarks here, we understand that his love's soul is setting out on their journey into the afterlife. And with heaven and hell both being closed, who can say what that final destination will be? And so what does this sad singer offer to his love? We come finally to the title of our song. Then I'll follow you into the dark. You'll notice that there's a subtle difference here between the phrase he says and the title of the song. The title of the song is, I will follow you into the dark. But he actually sings, I'll follow you into the dark. It's a pretty common contraction. Honestly, people rarely say, I will do something. Most of the time, we just use I'll. So what is he saying here? If all of these things happen, if you are alone and nobody will take you in or help you after you die, don't worry. I will come with you. I will be by your side. I will go through this difficult thing with you. It's the ultimate expression of love. He won't just love them while they are living, but after they have died as well, even if that means simply sitting in the dark together. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Join us next time where we will be embarking on a long and treacherous journey through verse 2. I hope that you'll join us. Have a great week. 
As always, you can find the transcript for this episode in the description. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us and subscribe. We try to post new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so check back often. If you'd like even more content, you can follow us on Instagram. Our username is LELpodcast. If you have any questions, comments, critiques, or suggestions for songs, feel free to reach out to us on social media or at our email address, lelpodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again.